Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it'll be placed in a dish with some vapour rub and used to help eliminate my cold. I'm Joel, a man who puts the ice in licence, and across from me is John Harris, a man whose application to become ambassador to North Korea has finally reached the interview stage. Very exciting, John. Yeah, I, I don't know any Korean. Do you, They're going to ask you, where do you see yourself in five years' time, what you can say? North Korea. Yeah, mostly Pyongyang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, North Korea and London sometimes. It's the thing that um, when North Korea compete in the Olympics or World Cups, that people in those teams try and flee into the country they're in. They see it as a way out of the country. Isn't that fascinating? Horrible. Yeah, very depressing. Lovely, lovely fun note to start the podcast it's on. just a light note to end the year on. <laughs> you know, there's hope. So we're doing a special episode now because it's the festive... It's silly season, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. This is coming out on Boxing Day. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Get some cold meats, put us in your ears, and have a nice time. Don't put the cold meats in your ear. Don't put... Yeah, and don't eat us. <laughs> so this is a, a 2017 movie-themed show. Yeah. Movies that all relate to 2017. Yeah, I mean, everyone else is doing the recap of the year, so we're just jumping the bandwagon. Yeah, So exactly. it's our recap of the year. It's our recap of the year. Our fictional movie recap of the year. Yeah. John, give me a film. Uh, what about this one? This one comes from Faye. She wants to know the life and times of Lord Buckethead. <laughs> good, good. So do I. Yeah. So does everyone. He said himself that he is a international... International inter... Galactic? Intergalactic space lord, I believe. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Wait, can lords can lords be poli- politicians? Of course they can. They yeah. become lords they become sometimes lords, yeah. after being politicians. Yeah. How did he become a lord? Maybe there's a similar peer structure on his home planet. Uh, yeah. Would be uh, my guess. Do we start with the the not the conception, the birth of I don't want to creation. S- I think creation. So the two parents, the two buckethead parents. How do you know that's what happens where he's from? Oh. It might not be the it might not be the standard way. Imagine giving birth to that head. Well, that's woman. The, well, that's the question. Does he put on the bucket at some point? Or is, or is he, he the bucket? Is he, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. 
These are all important but, questions to answer. Yeah, all things that will be answered in the movie. So is for, he playing himself? For the for the handful of people who don't know, because I think at the time in the UK it was a massive thing, and I think in America it it was covered by John Oliver. Mm-hmm. But we have a system in our elections where I think if you give like two hundred quid, I think you can run. Yeah, and everyone who runs for uh, election has to stand on stage. When yeah, when the results are when the results are I think I actually think it's five hundred pounds you pay to enter. Oh okay, which is a deposit, and if you win a certain percentage of the vote, you get your deposit back. But Buckethead didn't get enough. I'm not sure. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, I'm not sure he cleared it. And so what happens is yeah, it means that in the constituencies where big politicians are running, yeah, they they will have comedy ones, yeah, because it's funny to have them standing next to. So I think the leader of the Liberal Democrats was running against a fish finger. And the fish finger won. <laughs> yeah, yes. And he is now the leader of the Liberal Democrats. <laughs> yeah, and so and this is a tradition that's been happening for a while. And Lord Buckethead, 2017 has probably been the year of Lord Buckethead. He's done extremely well. It was, I think it was, he was close to being Time's Person of the Year. He was. And it was an overnight success story 30 years in the making because apparently he's been doing it and running against the, like, the Prime Minister for decades. Brilliant. Well done, Lord Buckethead. I yeah. like that he's stuck it. Perseverance. And yeah. that's, maybe that's the story. It's a real, like, he's really down. It's 2016. He's really down and out. And he's thinking about hanging up the bucket and not running against yeah. politicians. One, okay, one last time. And then he just became a phenomenon. Um, have you got any? I have, yeah. Mine's, uh, so I, I've, I've gathered a few together that are more, um, more spins on films that came out this year. Yep. Uh, so we've got one here from Mark. He's actually suggested two on a similar thing. We've got Hogan Lucky. Oh, yep. Or or Logan Lucky, but Wolverine's in it. Have you seen Logan Lucky? Yeah. How is it? Really good. Oh, I should check that out. It's really, really good. It's got Adam Driver. He's always excellent. And Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig's excellent. It's yeah. really, really brilliant. It's uh, one of my films of the year. I'll put it on my It's list. a really fun heist movie. I know that people... What was it? Ocean 7-Eleven is like the thing... Well, that's kind of what it describes itself as. Oh, like a fun. redneck heist. It's really brilliant. It's <laughs> really funny. I love Ocean's films. Well, I love Ocean's Eleven and the rest of you know hit and miss. Yeah, Ocean's Eight to look forward to. Really looking forward to that. That should be that should be good. Yeah, so Hogan Lucky. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of. There's been another hack on on Hulk Hogan. Okay, and so oh. he plans a heist to get into a vault to get the tapes. Yeah, I'm worried that with wrestlers, other wrestlers from the nineties. I I think then it has to be a period piece based in the nineties. Okay, because but Hulk Hogan's definitely we live playing in, himself. Yeah, but the problem is we live in the modern day, so. That is the problem. <laughs> I say this every day, Joe. We you can't go to a vault and get tapes anymore. The big yeah, threat would be just course, once course. it's taped, it's on of the course. internet. Of course, I didn't think about that. So I think maybe we go. I, I really like the idea of a fun caper heist movie with the X Men cast. I do. I think that could be really fun. Yeah, that well, that would be good fun. And like you've got the fun kind of. It'd be uh, quite easy for them to do a heist, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Can't one of them turn themselves to liquid? I don't really know. Well, I mean, you've got Quicksilver who can. Just run into the place they need to heist and be out within a millisecond. Yeah. Maybe it's the world's shortest film. Good. No, you. the heist is that you take something from Magneto. So then yeah, fair enough. Then fair your enough. enemy is an equal, equal fo- on an equal footing. I think that could be really fun. And there's some sort of slapstick with Wolverine running away from, I don't know, an earthquake or something. Uh, earthquake in a heist, classic heist <laughs> stuff. But maybe a building's blowing up that they're yep. heisting, and he's running, uh, pushing, pushing Professor X's wheelchair. Very funny, in a very good, way. very good. I like it. Slogan lucky. You can keep doing this. Uh, Shogun lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, to refer back, 
um, a lot of the really great ones from this year have actually been done. Of course. So we had we've had Wogan. Yeah, Wogan's a highlight. And he did another one with that. Oh, they did Wo- uh, Wogan and Hogan. Oh, Hogan, that. yeah, of course. Uh, Fun Kirk was one. Fun Kirk was great. Both in the same. And we've. Uh, I was looking through for when I was trying to come up with my personal idea mm-hmm. for the for the film of the year. Um, and I, yeah, I noticed that a lot of the the big ones we had already touched upon in previous episodes. Should you just listen to them all? Should listen to them all. Would you like another one from me, Joe? Yes, please. What about the? I really like this one from Martin. Ghost in the Shell and then brackets petrol station. Good, very good. A haunted petrol station. Yeah, it's a great idea. So ignore the anime controversy. Yeah, get rid of that. Scarlett Johansson. Boring. A haunted, haunted petrol station. Brilliant. That is brilliant. How would you find out that a ghost is in your petrol station? Good question. <laughs> Good I've often wondered how you'd find out if there was a ghost in the petrol station so I reckon it's late night forecourt stuff you know when yeah. um, when they're manned by one person and the, the shop attached to it is locked and you can only deal with them through the little window yes that's what's happening and so the film is about the guy who works in that little cabin on his yeah. own in the early in the wee small hours and I think just spooky stuff starts happening on the forecourt like the the pumps lift themselves out and start waving around and and uh, yeah, he uh, he slowly realizes that that the uh, his garage is haunted. I, re- I really I really like it. I think it's a really fun idea. There is a Texas ghost. There is a really phenomenal, I believe, French book. Oh, I wish I knew what it was called. Uh, what, and it's done in the form of a diary of a man who thinks he's being haunted, and it ends with him burning down the house. And you, so the whole time, because it's done from the diary from yeah, yeah. you don't know if it's just a man going crazy or oh, not. Oh, nice. And I think you could do Similar that. Thing. And it could be an amazing ending. Cause yeah. Setting fire to a petrol station. It's going to go up. It's going to be pretty cool. Not cool. That's not the right way. It'll be really hot. You know, you were saying earlier about this whole, like, the bit where after about 11 o'clock, because they've only got one member of staff on a petrol station, yeah. they have, like, that, this whole system. I don't know whether this happens everywhere, but yeah, you have this system where. They lock all the doors, and then basically you just communicate via the medium of like a letterbox. Yeah, yeah. And you go, ah, oh, I want a twelve, and, and they you have to go, go and get, and get it. it. Well, it's, it's it's one of the weirdest it's things so weird. in culture. And I only like because I guess you go through so many years of your life not knowing that happens because you don't go to petrol stations at night. But why? Why is it? Because I get that it maybe maybe it's just like an outdated thing, pre CCTV that kind of stuff. So people would come in late at night and hold up the place and. Or Nick stuff, but now surely they you can't get away with that. I bet it's probably also boring health and safety, so you, you probably have to have two members of staff true. for the shop to very be open. true. And then so this is just a wait. And they do you manage forecourt. a garage forecourt? <laughs> get in touch. We'd love to know. Is it haunted? That's the question. But there was a um, a bouncer at a nightclub I used to go to when I was sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and instead of ID, he would accept treats from a garage forecourt across the road as entry payment. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not going to name and shame. That's kind but of. But the it. place has been shut down, oh. and the bouncer's now a hairdresser. Whoa! And he, he, he How can, do you still know all this? You can still pay him in treats from the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Two Snickers, and here's your tip: a little Milky Way. <laughs> he's uh, thirty stone, what? and he's lost, lost both his legs to diabetes. <gasps> and he's a hairdresser. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know way too much about this imaginary man. I know he. The man actually exists, and okay. I, I know him fondly because I went to this place every week and you know became mates with him uh, well not mates that'd be weird and and he really wasn't interested in people's age more what they were wearing uh, who their because fa- an indie club who their favourite bands were and so people people would do weird things like they would dress up in appropriate clothes and then get changed when they were in there into like a vest top or whatever and he would just chuck them out 
Why? Sensational. Fascinating. How mate. desperate? Fascinating. Right. How how much did you want to wear that vest top that you felt like? I know. You had I know. To dress like you up are. You, you to, yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And he would quiz people that he thought weren't. You, know, are you wearing a vest top? Right that, to mate? get in. No, but like you know, on who their favourite band are, and he'd give them clues and he'd try and help them out. It's really like fascinating, like a riddle solving a riddle. Wait, to the night so time. yeah, and so what you're saying, what you're suggesting is. He wanted to check out their indie credentials. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, "What music listen to at the moment?" And so if they were like, "Oh, the Kaiser Chiefs," he was like, "That's not real indie, mate." Come on. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, you might get in with the Kaiser Chiefs, but he would like people would kind of not like, forget the name of like Oasis and stuff. Oh. And he'd be like, "You're not coming in." You'd honestly not get in for uh, not having decent music taste, which I, I actually think more places should be run That's like that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. I kind of I kind of respect that. It meant that it was excellent inside. <laughs> really good. Just loads of sixteen year olds that really love the cribs. <laughs> Right, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, this film podcast. <laughs> How does... Can't we just do Joel's teenage memoirs? <laughs> that's what... From the tweets we're getting, that's what people want. Yep. They want my teenage memoirs. That's, they've been saying it for weeks, and it's just a coincidence you started talking about uh, it today. It's weird that they started... Apropos of nothing, some people were listening and thought, <laughs> yeah, the film stuff's good, but this guy sounds like he's got some stories. <laughs> How would someone die and want to take reap revenge on a petrol station? Very good question. I think maybe they were left in a hot car. Ooh, that's brutal. That's yeah. horrible. It's a great... Start. Someone spent too long at the Wild Bean Cafe, mate, and they uh, they let someone die in a hot car. So It's a child. Yeah. Oh, the g- child is haunting it. Yeah. Children oh, here's how they could have died. Always scary. When I was a kid, yeah. my dad... Um, you, know, you know how you could Are you going to incriminate a- your dad here? <laughs> uh, my dad used to be a bouncer at a nightclub, <laughs> and now he's a hairdresser. <laughs> So you know how you can some get so garage car washes right. Sometimes you can get the coin and you can put it in the machine and it's an auto one. Yeah. Sometimes you can hire a jet wash to do it yourself, can't you? Oh uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad did that. You know, he's a man yeah. of action. He wanted to get, he wanted to do the washing himself. This is going somewhere. This is how the okay. kid could die in the film. Um, and I was in the car and he'd left what I obviously thought at nine years old was hideous radio on at the time. It's probably like Radio Two. He's now <laughs> big fan. Love it. <laughs> But it's, let's be honest, it was probably Steve Wright's Sunday Love Songs. Yeah. And I'm nine. Mm. I want to hear some Daniel Bedingfield. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to change the radio without having any idea of how the dashboard worked. And I pushed the lighter and just stuck my thumb onto the lighter. <gasps> I don't know what I thought that would do. I, like, burnt so far into my thumb and got such a blister. Maybe the child does that and dies. <laughs> you see that? Like, three seconds after I tried to get it back to not being Joel's teenage memoirs. He went with Joel's child's memoirs. No, it wasn't a teenager memoirs, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's just Joel's memoirs. <laughs> Right, so the kid... No, no, no. I actually think the kid uh, passing away because of the hot car... Because the problem is we need to make the garage be at fault or the person who works at the garage. And so for some reason because he... Yeah, the service was slow at the Wildbeing Cafe. Exactly. The guy guy working by the Wildbeing Cafe but was being selfish. Like he was on his phone. Uh, Don't forget actually to use the offer code DREAMFACTORY at any Wildbeing Cafe for 10% (laughs) off any hot drink. Yeah, so... We've we've got absolutely no hope of getting any service station sponsorship now. Well, yeah, because I'm suggesting that... the, the, the Wild Bean Cafe is inadvertently guilty <laughs> of child murder. Look, let's be real here, because only in a fictional universe could the Wild Bean Cafe be anything but extremely efficient and an excellent service. Uh, exactly, absolutely. That's what I meant to say. So he passes away, the kid haunts the place. Yeah. And so we're to- we are our main character is this selfish co- coffee counter guy. Yeah, yeah. And he gets haunted, and it ends with... Well, he just slowly gets driven mad by the by the oh, child yeah, ghost sets it on fire, until he sets he? it on fire. Cool, yeah. excellent. And the you know the kid ghost is like, I died in a hot car. You're going to die in a hot forecourt. Oh, this is yeah. quite good. Yeah. Quite brutal. And quite this is horrible. really excellent. 
There we go. So that's Ghost in the Shell. Who would have thought that actually <laughs> went somewhere? Yeah. That, uh, that tree bore fruit. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So we, what's what's another title? We've got the might kick off another anecdote from my childhood. Uh well, this one's from Isaac. It's called A Man Needs His Nugs. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember the biggest tweet of the year was uh, <laughs> what was the biggest tweet of the year it was a guy who uh, asked Wendy's oh, how yeah. many retweets would mean that he gets free nuggets yeah. for life yeah was and, it like a million uh, I think they said eight million and he's got he got like three and a half million or something he got more I, I'm pretty sure it's more popular than like Barack Obama's lovely tweet that got loads of retweets wow. so a man needs his nugs the movie good good so what what is it the origin story we go through history. No, because I think the origin story of a man writing a tweet saying, oh, I want some nuggets. Yeah. yeah, true. We go through history mm-hmm. and, he, he, you know, like Assassin's Creed, there's generations of assassins, like it's in their DNA almost. Yeah. This family is obsessed with getting free chicken nuggets. And we go through every single generation of their family Excellent. and their attempts to get free That's chicken really nuggets. That's really good. Their cons and their... I really like that. And, and we also go into the future. And I assume this guy, the guy, a man needs his nugs, uh, is the first person to actually get free chicken nuggets for life. So it's, it's nice, family, nice. The family line can now finish because they've finally, they finally achieved free, free nuggets. Achieve free nugs. Yeah, I like that. What would be? How would you try and get free nugs in say the nineteen eighties? You do a Rubik's cube so fast that yeah. you become a local attraction. How many scale electric laps in five minutes to get free nuts? <laughs> he, this guy, this the so this this guy's father, I believe that would be eighties would make a father, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, the guy's father, he is yeah, he's he's an amazing uh, kind of trickster, and he does the Rubik's cube and five laps of scale electrics in thirty seconds. Wow. Simultaneously. That's, yeah. He does two laps. He does two and a half laps. They still don't give him free then nugs. Does the, <laughs> then does the Rubik's Cube and then does the other two and a half laps. And he doesn't get the free nugs. <laughs> That's cruel. Wendy's a cruel. I think it, they're going to give him the contract to sponsor for free nugs, but then something happens that means that they can't. Yeah, they expo- he was exposed for cheating. Yeah. Yeah. He's milkshake duck. It turns out he's a horrendous oh. person. Oh, no, that's not good because we want to sympathise with this Yeah, family. we do. 
Uh, yeah, exposed for cheating. It turns out that um, he's just desperate for the, the scale electrics is is set up in such a way as the cars will never, no matter how hard you you pre- push on the remote, they'll never fall off the track. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Cheating. That is a shame. Uh, have you got any? Uh, yes. So this is based on uh, a film that's coming out very soon. Uh, so it's still within the the 2017 realm. It's Germangini from Philip. I'm on board. So what happens here? Is it just Aladdin meets Jumanji? Right. And I miss- Not, there, hasn't, there hasn't been uh, a cinematic genie in quite a while. There's going to be one soon, though, but that's because they're remaking Aladdin. Remaking Aladdin, exactly. Aladdin's really the only the real genie for me. The, the OG. The original genie. Right, so the concept of Jumanji is this world which they can access either via video game or, or board, board game. game. Yeah. Do you remember ages ago in, in a previous guys that me and Joel did? Uh, we we discussed when they were like, oh, "We're going to modernise it," and we said an app. Yeah, we were close, but we were wrong. We were so close, uh, and we were better. Ah, uh, yeah, I think an app would have been better. It will be an app in the third one because isn't the idea that it's a retro video games console? Yeah, yeah, it's, it looks like PS One. So, so in twenty years, they'll dig out an old iPhone and yeah. tap an app. Yeah, you're right. We're just too far ahead. That's our problem. Um, right. So, Jumanjini. So. <sighs> I don't because genie grants free wishes. You've got a thing that you touch the lamp and you go into the world of nice, very Jumanji nice, yep. and the There's genie, genie gives you free wishes yeah. to help you get out. But the, you can't, you can't the wish, wish can't out. be get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, nice, that's, that's good. Nice. I like that's that. Actually, right so you got another one. Damon's asked for this. I honestly, I I don't know. Get trout. <laughs> good. That's it. That's good. Uh, that's fine. Get trout. Another one. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two from Sabrina. She hasn't specified, but I assume she means the chocolate bar. Otherwise, oh, otherwise, yeah. Uh, she just yeah. said the title of the film that exists. Yeah. Thanks, Sabrina. Thanks, Sabrina. That's good. We're, uh, you, I think you might have contacted the wrong show. <laughs> uh, so people that protect a chocolate bar. Yeah. Well, so that's, that suggests there's one galaxy left, and why is it such a precious commodity? Because it's it's like a dairy milk, but slightly uh, caramelier. It's slightly creamier. Yeah. Smoother. It's smooth. Oh, it's a galaxy smooth, isn't it? Why would the problem is as soon as you said there's only one galaxy left and they're guarding it, my brain goes to Space, Space Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is about a final packet of crisps. And Fair enough. So I'm worried that we're just going to be treading old territory. Mm. However, um, I seem to remember a while back when because I've actually had this idea before, and I remember you saying that maybe. It's a cinematic universe with Mars Attacks. Excellent. I mean, you said that. Yeah, I'm saying I'm excellent. <laughs> Great. So maybe maybe, maybe it's a battle between Galaxy and whoever owns Galaxy and Dairy Milk, the world. Obviously. So it's actually a really dull uh, commercialisation film about, you know, how yeah. brands are just taking over. It's actually quite dull. Yeah, it's boring. It's just a bit of, bit of world commentary. Yeah. People would come out very angry. Expecting, you know, a talking raccoon and you get a, a lesson about how um, big business is taking over the world. I would watch it because I like to feel better than people. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Let's be honest, who doesn't? Should we do ours? Yes, please. Would you like mine first? Yep. So mine is uh, based on uh, this year's unavoidable news story and it's Brexit through the gift shop. Right, so Brexit through the gift shop. Yep. Exit Through the Gift Shop is a phenomenal documentary yeah. about Banksy. Yeah. By Banksy. Mm-hmm. Is it a f- phenomenal documentary by Nigel Farage? Could be Farage, could be May. 
Is Farage a character? Yeah, so we need to find out who's really playing Nigel Farage. He's like a cipher. Yeah. Uh, that's I like that. There you go. And uh, what, what do we discover? That uh, the person playing him is even worse. <laughs> he's actually a watered down version of his real views. Fifty three. No, we find out that he's um, like a Europe loving lunatic. He was hoping because you know, like some people um, actually trolls on the internet do this, yeah. where they organise. For to take really horrendous opinions on the mm-hmm. other political yeah, yeah, side, yeah. so that people can use that as evidence that their side is morally better. Yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, that's so what that's he was, what he was doing. doing. Yeah. So he was going like, if I play this character of like a, he's actually an incredibly sympathetic guy. He's a great. He's actually a great guy. Is what we learn. There's a wonderful bit where like halfway through the votes are coming in, and he's like, the penny drops. What have it. I done? He's like, I've gone too far. Yeah, I shouldn't have ever been the leader of UKIP. <laughs> And yeah, and then Penny drops that he's gone too far, and then maybe, and that's the that's the thing. He starts off as this like kind of a character actor playing this character, but then by the end of it, what's his option? Come out and fight, tell exactly. everyone. He has to stick to it. So he, he has to become the character. So yeah, by the end of it, you don't know whether he's playing a character yeah. anymore. Shame. Really deep. But all I mean, all you do know is that he's a he's a prick. Uh, would you like mine? I'd love yours. The mummy. Right. That's it. It's just it's just about Sylvie, my mum. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice festive tone, isn't it? It's a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, In America, they'd call it The Mommy. The Mommy, they would. Which bad, wouldn't really work. Bad Mommies, too. Is Tom Cruise still in it? Yeah, Tom Cruise is in Playing it. Playing your mum? Yeah. Tom Cruise plays your mum. I mean. Will Tom Cruise play you? I've always, no, no, I've always thought that, that Tom Cruise has a bit of a vibe of my mother. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They they say a lot of the same things. Lot. They both have a, a middle tooth. Oh yeah, we've discussed that before. Tooth. Yeah, uh, they both share the similar sort of beliefs, do they? Yeah, yeah. He, my, my, every time I go home, she's jumping up and down the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you thought she was pleased to see you. <laughs> she actually thinks she's on Oprah. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Just a film about. Just, that was fun, Sylvie. That's good fun. Well done, Thank everyone. You. I think. Do you know what, John? Yeah. I, I think I think it's fair to say that. I've really bravely struggled through this cold during this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think brave. I've done. I think I've done really well. Which one would you say is the best one? I know the answer actually. Oh, I think it's Get Trout for me. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, we did go into that one, really. It's just a great pun. I just love. I'm look. I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> I really liked Ghost in the Shell. Oh no, shit! It is. I- <laughs> I'll tell you how bad my cold is, is that snot is kind of <laughs> occupying areas of my brain where memory oh, should be. Uh, and I, I'd forgotten that even happened. I, I, I literally say get trout because that's knee-jerk, all I can remember. Uh, Ghost in the Shell was 100% the winner. Perfect. Excellent stuff. Anyway, we've got to uh, we've got to leave the studio. Yep. Uh, until the new year, in fact. Uh, and the reason we know we've got to leave the studio is there is a, a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. This is actually my booking. Oh, okay, yeah. It's Nigel Farage. He's coming in to tell me all about the truth of what happened, so... <sighs> Check that out in my long form. Nige! <laughs> How are you, old son? <laughs> this bit is the aftermath. This bit, this bit is the aftermath. This bit is the aftermath. We call it the post-ramble. We have a chat about stuff that isn't films. Hey! I would say that Ugh. I feel really crap, mate. We'll be, we'll be done. We'll be done soon. Yeah. When this goes out, you'll also be feeling crap because you'll be in the midst of food delirium. Doesn't sound crap. 
That sounds really good. I so I don't know about you guys listening, but I find that it really annoys me that loads of podcasts stop broadcasting over Christmas. Yeah, it's not when actually it's fair actually, for them to take a break. When it's actually peak listening time for me, it's a really good time. You get a lot to, listening in. Yeah, because you're like... You, uh, Ignoring look, your family, I know, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes I just need me and a podcast <laughs> when I'm with my family. So I'm glad that we're doing some. In a totally self-indulgent way, we're going to talk through some of our favourite things in the world of film and podcasting we from are, this year. We are. Should we start with film? Yeah. What were, what were the standout films for you this year? Right, so... oh. Uh, no, it's not a spoiler. Joel and I have both seen Star Wars for the record. I, for me personally, it wouldn't be in my list. But I think it is in my list. Okay. Even though I feel weird about it. Uh, I really enjoyed... I had a really good time during the film. And when bits were a bit strange, I was like, that's fine. They're trying <laughs> stuff out. Good on them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I've I seen that really good tweet that's like, The Force Awakens gets criticised by fans because it's just a rehashing of the same stuff. The Last Jedi's getting criticised by fans because they've it's tried new. out loads of new yeah. stuff. It's difficult, isn't it, right? Because everyone has an idea in their head of what Star Wars is and what it should be because it's been around for 40 years yeah. with the same characters. It's not like they, you know, they haven't really tried to reinvent the wheel to an extent. I guess it's just it's, it's a difficult... It must be a very difficult thing yeah. to do. My only, my only thing about that is um, sometimes... Because I keep seeing that online and stuff and I think what that is, sometimes when people... People who have liked the film uh, who don't understand why people who don't like the film don't like it have suggested it's because he's trying something new and I don't think everyone who disliked it dislikes it because he, I think it's personally there is the, the the areas of the film that I didn't like wasn't because it was new I liked some of the new I liked a lot of the new stuff actually yeah. I just thought tonally it was a bit weird and there were characters doing things that didn't yeah. make sense for their character but anyway like so, the C-3PO love scene you didn't you yeah. found that a bit out a bit yeah and I just think BB-8 turning to the dark side like they they hadn't foreshadowed it in any way yeah that was weird was... I, I don't really know where R2-D2 got that skateboard <laughs> that was strange wasn't it I didn't even know they made sunglasses that big yeah, exactly. it looked great on him he really looked cool and that hat with the cans in with the yeah. straws that went down to his mouth <laughs> That was really odd. I don't really know the uh, the direction they went where they kind of made him yeah, like, like a dude bro, like a dude bro. Our dude, D two. That was weird, bro. <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Of that toga that he wore in the final scene, it was really strange. And there was a bit where, and it doesn't even make sense. But right, so one of the stormtroopers who's on laundry duty, yeah, yeah, yeah. he accidentally puts a red sock in with all of this white suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the it was entirety of pink. Yeah, they're all pink. It was just a bit like salmony pink. That yeah. was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really strange. Because I thought, why are they? Why is there sort of this fifteen-minute extended scene of the of the washing rooms of of uh, this this ship? Um, it was, yeah, it was really strange. Where did that red sock come from? <laughs> because it's an all-white uniform. You've got to wonder, haven't you? Yeah. Well, what sort of underwear are they wearing is actually a good question. Do you think the uniform stops at the, the outer shell? Underwear, wear what you like, lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they got really <laughs> funky underwear. Like. <laughs> right, so I liked The Big Sick. Did you see that? I haven't seen that. Everyone it's says good fun. it's great. Yeah, I should watch that. Dunkirk was an experience. Yep. Thor. I love Thor. I thought Thor was so good. There's one that tonally worked, just really worked. Yeah, it made sense. It was br- brilliant. And then, because I am me, I'm going to suggest a few documentaries. Netflix has absolutely smashed it, so you've got Jim and Andy, have you watched that one? About yeah. Amazing. I, I found it absolutely fascinating. Phenomenal. Uh, Get Me Roger Stone, which is about an absolute crazy man who basically become became Donald Trump's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody Speak, which is about the Gorka versus Hulk Hogan yes, case. Yes, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really and good. And Voyeur, recently. Yeah, I, what, that was weird. Yeah. And then outside of Netflix... I thought that petered out quite a bit towards the end, though. I didn't think yeah. it had... It, I don't think it justified its runtime by the end. Yeah, I could give you that. Thanks. <laughs> and then, finally, uh, I, genuinely, I think it's my film, like, my favourite film this year. Um, it's called LA 92, and it's about the riots in LA oh, in 92. Cool. And what they do is, it's a documentary about it, but there's no, like, talking head interviews. Yeah. There's no, like, voiceovers or anything. It's all done via footage taken at the time and wow. news reports at the time. So it makes it, like, really visceral, like, yeah, you're there yeah. because there's no, nice. like, it's not there's I no like distancing it. from, mm. like, people being like, on that day I did yeah. this. Blah, blah. It's, and it's oh, cool. really quite horrible, but brilliant. I have. I, what are my choices that aren't? I haven't really. I haven't really got. I, I've got some. I might have quite mainstream choices, John. That's fair. So get out. Oh uh, yeah, and I need to watch that. It's on my list. So get out was the best experience I've ever had in a cinema. Yeah, you've told me about this it's before. Absolutely amazing. It was so. Uh, the energy was like the room was completely electric for the duration of the film, and everyone felt like every movement and kind of event in the film, and yeah. what would kind of normally be seen as like contravening you know the code of conduct in yeah. terms of people shouting out felt entirely appropriate because it was like uncontrollable reactions to the film it was absolutely amazing like there was cheering and screams and all in unison it all felt like one big uh, organism watching the film together it was genuinely like the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant and i would i'd love to watch any film in that in that kind of context it's so good so if you were like rating it out of five, do you think you'd give it an extra star just for I think the I would. atmosphere? And, and, and my, my concern night. is I watch it at home one day and I don't enjoy it as much because it will never... I mean, I'll yeah. never... Ha- I, I thought it was a brilliant film, you yeah. know, objectively brilliant. Yeah. But you can't recreate the atmosphere unless no. I track them all down and invite them around. <laughs> and I've been trying to do that. Like That's going to be my group. podcast for next year. <laughs> what else did I really enjoy? Uh, I saw The Disaster Artist a couple of weeks back. Oh, yeah. That's, have you seen it? No. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. It's so good. It's so funny. It's so funny. James Franco's had a really good couple of months because the Deuces TV show as well was excellent. Uh, yeah, and I love The Disaster Artist. It's really good. Okay. Thought Logan was amazing. Yeah, I wasn't as keen on it, but... Thought Logan Lucky was great. Yeah, just all the just loved movies. all the Logan movies. Actually, I love Blade Runner. Yes, I absolutely love Blade Runner. That was amazing. That just felt like three hours of amazing, beautiful retro sci-fi just washing over me. Yeah, loads and loads and loads of people have complained about how long it was. I just loved it. I loved but just I, being yeah, in it. Yeah, and I, because I'm the first person to say a film is too yeah. long, and I, I, I am sick of films being two to three hours yeah. when they could be an hour and a half, but I genuinely really... It I just felt like it was washing was over you yeah, the whole time. I brilliant. actually loved it. Um, and I also really, really enjoyed that movie Free Fire, you know, Ben... Ben Wheatley, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. It was like a really good single room romp. Like a... Like a What's it called? A chamber piece yeah, shooter. Yeah, yeah, chamber piece shooter. up. All star cast. Oh, amazing. 90 cast. minutes. In and out of the cinema. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've actually got two more to say. And for American or international listeners, these are 2017. But actually, for the British listener, I've been lucky enough to sneak in a couple previews mm. like a little idiot. Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water. Is it good? It's really good. Lots of people are laughing about the creature on the poster, aren't they? What do you mean? Saying it looks a bit silly. I mean, you have right. You have to go in and accept that there's going to be a romance between a human being and a fish. I won't accept that. Well, that's fine. And then uh, the I wouldn't say it's. I'm not sure by the end of next year whether I'll be saying it's in the best films of the year. Yeah. Uh, this one though, I will definitely. Unless it's the greatest year of cinema ever. Yeah. And there, there, there are ten five star films that come out. Um, I'd imagine I'll be saying at the end of next year that three billboards. Oh really? Is, I'm really excited by it. Is uh, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, that was really good. But those, yeah, those came out in America at the end of this year, but in the UK they both come out, I think, January and February. 
I've I've got some podcasts. Yeah. I've decided because Joel and I are probably on the way to being obsessives mm-hmm. when it comes to podcasts. I've um I've made myself a rule personally where they have to have started this year. Okay, cool. I can stick to that. So I've got recently I binged on one called Seventy Four Seconds, which was about a police stop where a man got shot. And it okay. all took from the from the car being flashed down to the man being dead mm. was seventy four wow. seconds, and so it's all about that and the court case that, that happens afterwards. Good. It's brilliant, Dirty John, which everyone listened to. Amazing, amazing, a, a true crime podcast with a good ending, oh, which yeah. is just like the holy grail of yeah uh, those sort of podcasts. Because the the issue with it being real to life stories is that unfortunately real life's quite anticlimactic yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the time uh, and this one they they must have been uh, they must have just been over the moon when they realised how this was going to end the the um, the famous I want to say it was an SNL sketch but I, I can't imagine that um, Serial was big enough to justify it but there's this famous sketch where it's Sarah Koenig walking to the recording of the last Serial the episode of the first series of Serial mm. and she's like walking to the studio and every time she walks past someone they're like I can't wait for you to tell us yeah. who did it and she's like uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for you to reveal who the murderer is <laughs> that is brilliant Love It or Leave It which is by uh, yeah, one of the nice. guys from Pod Save America Pod Save America is a like slightly light hearted look at American politics from the campaign people behind Obama uh, and it's good it's really good. Uh, and Love It or Leave It is a pan- essentially a comedy panel show that is politically minded. And then on our side of the channel, in terms of sl- slightly light-hearted yep, political yep. reasons Reason to, to be, be cheerful. cheerful. Excellent, excellent. So good. Ed Miliband has reinvented himself this year as like a media presenter personality. Like cause he did a few shows on Radio 2. Yeah. Quite famously. And now he's on this podcast. It's great. It's so good. His pers- he's such a warm like personality. I really like him. Yeah. Uh, he's very down to earth and re- works really well with Jeff Lloyd. And they they cover really interesting topics and have uh, definitely opened my eyes to a few things, I'd say. And then finally, I've got Russell Brand back on the radio. Yep. Really good. Uh, and Unfiltered with James O'Brien. Yes, that's also really good. Uh, to add to that, I've only got a couple really because you've covered most yeah, of sure the podcasts. I'm sure I've stolen a couple ones. Uh, there's one that's very recent by half of Irish comedy duo The Rubber Bandits, mm. uh, the Blind Boy podcast. It's amazing in the respect of what it is, and that it's uh, about an hour long, and it's just him monologuing. It's unbelievable. And it's uh, amazing that there's this much content in this man's head, and it's re- the fact he can make that so interesting each week is absolutely incredible. And it's really fascinating. It's really funny. It can be quite dark, quite surreal. I just haven't heard anything like it. There's nothing like it in, in out in podcasting, and he's got an amazing Irish accent and. It's just, I think it's brilliant, a masterwork. I think it's so good. The idea of someone just speaking directly into your ears for an hour is a bit off-putting, but he's he keeps he manages to keep it interesting the whole time. It's really, really fascinating. I don't know if this is quite reductive, but I put him in the kind of same bracket as Limmy in terms of being this yeah, guy yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. on the surface, their comedy's really stupid, yeah. but actually they're really kind of like complex, yeah, yeah, deep definitely. guys. It's 100% that. And I, I, on that note, I'd say, let me do a podcast. Yeah, Limmy. I know. Let me just do a on. podcast. Let me come on, mate. Come Please. on, mate. And one last one is Quickly Kevin, which oh, yeah. is a '90s football podcast. And each week they get uh, a comedian or a, a former player from you know to talk about an element of '90s football. And it's the funniest podcast to come out this year. If you've got a remote interest in football, it's brilliant. It makes me want to be that. And uh, Atletico Mints makes me want to be into football because yeah. I just love those guys so much and would love yeah, to have a podcast yeah, yeah. from them that I could listen to. Well, you can't, mate. Because you decided not to like football from an early age. That's us done 
for the year. Just to say, I'll make some sort of, I'm not sure how I'll do it, but I'll do a couple of Twitter posts where we list uh, and link to all the podcasts we mentioned Great. so that you guys can get to them. Beautiful. With ease. Yes, thank you so much for sticking with us during our the recommendation section. This will become an annual tradition, so I look forward to that in, in literally a year's time. Weekly tradition, actually. No. I'm going to spend no. 20 minutes in every episode, every single week, just telling you Do I have what to be to here listen. for <laughs> No, I'm just going to do it by myself, an hour-long monologue. Good, good. Ima- imagine, imagine the Blind Boy podcast, but really fucking dull. Really, yeah, <laughs> really dull. Imagine for a second getting into the inner recesses of John's mind. I mean, it'd be a really good one for uh, trying to go to sleep. I'd imagine. Yeah, which is a really I big wouldn't market make it for now podcast. Long, I'd go two or three minutes. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for listening. That's 2017. See you later. See you next year. Happy New Year. Good tidings to you and your king. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.